Blog Talk Radio. This is Mark Grace, and you're listening to Ready to Unload with Cal and Sandpeed. Hello there, and welcome to Ready to Unload with Cal and Sam Pete, New York Sports Talk Internet Radio Show and Podcast for Episode 3.07. Today is February the 23rd, 2012. We are coming to you live from Bayside, New York, from Comac, New York, and from Freehold, New Jersey for Ready to Unload with Cal and Sam Pete. And we have a ton to talk about tonight. It's supposed to be a dead time in sports, and yet there is a ton going on. There's Ryan Braun being exonerated of steroid use. We have to talk about that. There's the Knicks and the Heat and Linsanity down in Miami. That game is going on as we speak. We're going to talk about the, uh, the, I don't know why, the Italian guy is here telling us, this game is going on while we speak. He's just so nice in this one. Um, We're going to talk about that game. We're going to talk about Linsanity. We're going to talk about the Knicks. We're going to talk about the NBA. And then the Combine's going on. And Rex Ryan was down there, the site of last year's Super Bowl guarantee. That went well. Thanks, Rex. Uh, he spoke to the media today. We're going to talk about that a little bit. I have a uh, a little bit to go off on about uh, Doc Gooden and an advertisement that I saw in the New York Daily News with a picture of Doc Gooden pitching in a New York Yankees uniform that said it was for a mall opening. It said, come meet Yankee legend Doc Gooden. That's how far the Mets have fallen. They don't even put pictures of Doc Gooden in a Met uniform anymore. And, of course, we had Coptergate today, where a helicopter came to whisk away the, the owners of the bankrupt New York Mets, a private helicopter, in Port St. Lucie to take them to watch the Heat and the Knicks. So a ton of stuff to talk about, plus pop culture. PJ is here. I'm sure it'll get pop culture-y at some point. But let's get to it. Let's bring in – now, he's a little under the weather. He's a little sick. He's my partner in germs tonight. He's my partner in bronchitis. Calneva Calpino Caliente. Brian <coughs> Calvi. Hi, Brian. Rhyme. Hello, Steve. <laughs> I, 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 did, I, I went away from the rhyme. How are you doing, man? How are you? Yeah, I'm a little got a little touch of the bronchitis. You sound hot. Little, yeah, I'm a little uh I'm a little verklempt. Smoking. <laughs> I told the doctor, I said, Listen, I got a radio show tomorrow night. Can you put me on antibiotics starting Friday? 
Right. Just so I so I could really uh, sell the the sultry voice. Right. And he said, "Who is this?" He said, "I'm neither." <laughs> what are you What are you doing in my office? We don't have an appointment. I'm a I am a modest internet celebrity. I well, <laughs> still, you he did. still had no idea who I was. Right. That's right. I'm Cal. Of of Cal and Sam Pete. Hello. I wrote a hit. Yeah. I wrote a. I wrote a hit play and directed it. I'm not sweating it either. Um, it's uh, you are really gut checking it tonight. By the way, look, I don't. I don't. I don't call in sick. All right. I don't take a day off. Not like some producers any... that we might have on the show. No. Yeah. No. I. I gut through it. <laughs> you do, and we're going to try to use every sports cliche possible for you doing the show tonight. Like let's yeah, uh, you know I'm just I'm just playing for the team tonight. Are you, you know, going? Uh, <laughs> the good Lord willing, he'll he'll get me through this. Are you going to uh, take it one podcast at a time? I'll take it one pa- podcast at a time. Um, right. Just going to give it 110 percent and see what happens. Uh, it gut it out. You know what? I tell you what. Gut it out. Got a battle tonight. He's got a battle. Showing a lot of courage tonight. You know, that's a gutsy yeah. team. That's a gutsy performance. You know, I'm a team player, and I don't want to let my team down. Well, so. uh, I am uh, more than impressed. I'm Lynn-pressed that you're here. <laughs> of course you I wanna, are. I want to start using Lynn in everything else. Yeah. In, like, like has, in a pro, completely inappropriate, inappropriate situations, too. Right. Like, it has nothing to do with Jeremy Lynn. I want to start using it that way. Just, hey, honey, what, what do you want for dinner tonight? I'd like some Lingetti, please. <laughs> what the hell are you talking about? Don't you leave? Li- <laughs> uh, yeah. <laughs> Aren't you interested in some Lingetti tonight? Um, yes. I, have, I have to use the, the Lin bathroom. That way. <laughs> the Linne. What's that even mean? The, the I'll, Linne. I'll be out on the Lanai. <laughs> You can only say that if you're in Florida. You know that. The Lanai. The Lanai? Yeah. You could say it anywhere else. It just doesn't sound right. It just doesn't sound right. You're out on the Lanai. Hey, bring TJ in. You think so? I think so. You know what? I have I have a little something special. Here we go. You do. Ready? The few moments that we have left, we a little different interruption. Right down to earth in a language that everybody here can easily understand. Producer of the show, Bob Internet blogging sensation, the Bishop. Pop culture features. Why did I? Why did I just do that like a stripper? <laughs> now coming to the stage. I feel like I should be running up to the stage, high fiving people as. I'm just saying that. Coming coming to the stage now, Mercedes. Dollar <laughs> bill, y'all. You can't drive her home, boys. Mercedes coming up on stage two. Peaches and cream. Peaches and cream. How'd you know my stage name? That's when we cue uh, Motley Crue. Girls, girls, girls. Obviously. Oh. <laughs> did you did you even do any research on how much it was going to cost to license that song for this? I only used uh, uh, under a minute. 
Oh, okay, good. I faded I prefer, it. When, when I, I take off my I, clothes, I prefer to use uh, some Rob Zombie or some White Zombie, like Dragula. That's really. If we're gonna do, let's do this, <laughs> let's jump in with two feet. That's more my thing. Let's jump in with two feet. If we were uh, professional dancers in a gentleman's club, yeah. Uh, what song? Or a come- ladies' club. Do we want to do this? Club? Or we, any club that would have us. Well, let's say we were Chippendales dancers. What's it? What I'm in the back of my Dragula. Come on, that's a great song. Great at what? At what getting me to take my shirt off. Don't what? watch it. <laughs> oh dear. Cal, what do you think? What are you coming out to? You're a Chippendales dancer. Ah, uh, it would have to be something by Poison. Yeah, you would think. I mean, <laughs> clearly. Uh, I think, uh, boy, that's... Are we, that are we choosing songs that get gets me to leave? Because Poison would do. <laughs> <laughs> I, I have a sneaky suspicion if you're in a club and Cal's about to dance, we're, we're leaving anyway. Hey, guys, where are you going? <laughs> Camera, camera's out. What are you talking about? Wait a minute. You know I never... I've never seen you look so good. Let's welcome to the stage, Cal! <laughs> wow. uh, well, I, I chose that uh, music very specifically for you, Peach, this week. Because um, you are the, the cult of personality that is Jeremy Lin right now. It's uh, He's on the cover of Sports Illustrated two weeks in a row. And gentlemen, he's the first New York athlete ever to be on the cover of Sports Illustrated two weeks in a row. Did I read that correctly, that only six athletes in the history have only been featured two weeks in a row? That's correct. Six athletes in history, and he's one of them. Never a New York, never one from a New York team, until Jeremy Lin and his eight games. This is a a cultural phenomenon. I'm going to have to uh, mute myself for one second and go kick my cat. I'll be right back. (laughs) That's not a euphemism, by the way. That's not prison slang. He's actually kicking the cat. We have it on video. He's actually kicking the cat. Literally, ASPCA is going to be uh, asking for this video. She took a little trip. Bob Bob Barker. Just um, <laughs> are you saying that the cat has been instructed to say it fell down the stairs when asked? Wow. I have I'm a just very so clumsy. Floor. And I, and, I, and I just scooted her across the very smooth floor. That's all. Yes, I know how you can do that with a cat. The cat's like, it was my fault, really. I, I walked. I I walked into the wall again. Oh, I just have to be better at things. Wow. Meow. Meow. Alas. Meow. <laughs> um, Wait, what is Steve stripping to? I forgot. I did, I never said. Mm. We'll, we'll we'll reveal that later in the show. How about reeling in the years? That's what I'm doing. Yeah. <laughs> wow. <laughs> that would be just terrible. The nominees for worst stripping song. <laughs> the nominees are Feeling in the Ears, Steely Dad. First time ever I saw your face, <laughs> Roberta Flack. I think, uh, I don't know. You know what? I don't know. Probably something by GNF&R off the first album. Oh, of course. Maybe a little uh, Mr. Brownstone. That's not bad. Mr. Brownstone works pretty well. We've been dancing with... Anybody? Nothing? Sing the song? No, the song is great. It's just just the context of it. Let's welcome to the stage, Sam Pete. We've been dancing with... 
I get up around seven. <laughs> I know all the words to that entire album, by the way. I don't I never caught it. the GNR bug, personally. Just like really? I haven't caught Jeremy, the Jeremy Lin bug. You haven't? You haven't caught the... You, you're not feeling Linsanity? You're not interested? You're not uh, out on the Linai? You're not in? I don't know. I'm on, I'm on the Linai. <laughs> Which has nothing to do with the New York Knicks. No. no. I, uh, we, we asked the question last night, and they, we should say, even though we're doing this live, it is a podcast, etc., etc., so when you listen to it this weekend, you'll already know. But they're getting throttled right now, are they not? Spoiler alert. Spoiler alert. Turn off your radio if you were DVR on the game. Please. Sometimes teams lose, even when they have a celebrity there. We had a work function last night. So you had uh, uh, sports people and non-sports people. And it came up at a – it was like a dinner party. Actually, it was, like a, it was pretty cool. It was a cooking class. And uh, it was sort of fun. And uh, we made, we made Gavadil nice. And uh, it was good. So, uh, and it came up. Of course, Jeremy Lin came up with guys and girls and sports fans and non-sports fans and stuff and and stuff like that. And the one of the guys uh, who's not a huge sports fan, big soccer fan. So again, not a sports fan. Um, said you know, or raised the point, the question that we talked about a little bit last week, and we can talk about a little bit more. Is it because he's Asian American? I mean, if he was, if he, and is it because he's in New York? Which one is the greater factor for the cult of personality that Jeremy Lin has become? Is it because uh, we're in New York, or is it because he's Asian American, or is it a combo platter? It, I mean, if he it was, fits a lot of novelty bills, you know, it's 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 a novelty in a lot of ways. You don't see a lot of uh, hugely successful Asian basketball players. You don't see a lot of Knicks winning seasons, you put the two together, and that's interesting. Exactly, no, that's true. And they were a team struggling. I mean, if Cal, if he if if he's playing for the New Orleans, you know, Hornets right now, is it? Plus, a, is, he's got, a, he's got a great backstory, by the way. The backstory is better than most because you know he's he was the rejected player. Right, backstory is tremendous, no doubt. Let Rudy uh, play. Right. But if 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 he's in New Orleans, Cal, are we having this discussion? I mean, is this happening? I don't think so. It's got to be the combination of Asian American, great backstory, and New York, and perfect timing for New York. Because desperate for I something I good to happen. I wish I had said that. I wish I had said that. No, you did. You absolutely. You're absolutely right, Peach. That's the uh, the perfect confluence of events has sort of happened for this guy. Now you have to wonder: Is he? At what point does he get in over his head? Like, at what point is he in over his head? I mean, it was that President Obama. President Obama, <laughs> he's six three, so probably not. But President Obama was supposed to go to the game tonight. Okay, you know, last week when they lost to like a six win team. Well, Obama's uh, only going to the game because he's black. That's, uh, and there it is. <laughs> it's out there. I thought he was a Muslim. Hey, 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 hey. No sports, no politics, right? Watch it. I didn't I could have jumped in right there. You saw me. You saw me lurch forward, but I, I didn't. I'm totally kidding. I, I the two of you. Stop it. Um no, but I wanna you know, I wanna start a second show where it's just me yelling. <laughs> <laughs> that could, uh, there's a market for that. 
More people it's, yelling about politics. Right, and if it's right, if it's politics, it'll totally work. I've never yeah. seen anything like that. Yeah, might be onto something. Yeah, no one does um, that. No, but last last week when they lost that game to uh, who was it? They lost that game to New Orleans. New Orleans, thank you. Um, it, you know, and Paul McCartney's sitting, you know, courtside and stuff like that. Like, it, it, at what point does he look over and be like, "Hey, President Obama's here to watch me play." And yeah. three weeks ago, I was sleeping on my brother's couch. Like, he seems he seems to be a pretty adjusted kid, though. If you, if you hear him talk, he's kind of got everything in perspective, which is good, because he's not getting too far ahead of himself, and he could very easily be led astray by the media and by the fans. And, and so far, so good with him, I think. I think he's got his head on straight. Um, he did look over match tonight, though, against the Heat. Did he? Yeah. Tonight, well, the, the Heat were annoyed too. Well, yeah, I mean, this this was a he was going into the Lions' den tonight, um, and he certainly did not uh, acquit himself that well. But um, did you see the uh, the Tooth Fairy comment, Cal? The Tooth Fairy comment. No. Yeah, that was my no. personal favorite hmm. from Dwayne Wade. That the uh, the Tooth Fairy. They got. He said uh, he was asked about Jeremy Lin, and he said they got that left under their pillow. The Knicks, like like they completely lucked into him. Wow! And uh, he said the, the Tooth Fairy gave him that one. Okay. All right. Okay. Hey. Well, he, thank you, Tooth Fairy. He's not wrong. <laughs> he's not. He's not. But but you know, don't say it. Right. It just makes you look bad. You know, like, but and and then you know, the, Miami just continues to do things without class. Yep. You know, they uh, just and, and that's the way they've gone about things since Dwayne Wade or since LeBron went down there with the decision and stuff. You know, uh, Doctor E Ray Stat wrote a nice article for us today on uh, RTUSports.com, and PJ's been writing for it, and I've been writing for it, and Cal. I know you've been sick. Um, yeah, it's affected my my writing ability. <laughs> But he made a great point about LeBron, and it's been made before about the idea that you would have thought LeBron, seeing the instant legendary status that Jeremy Lin achieved just by playing ten good games, you know what would have what could LeBron have done had he come to the Knicks? I mean, he would have been he would have been a legend the first time he took every time he took the court, every time he took the court. Mm-hmm. You know, and. Well, that's when, you know, I was talking about Jeremy Lin not being led astray. The absolute opposite happened with LeBron James. Right. Whatever, whatever his, his people or his entourage was telling him, they gave him the absolute, well, you can't say it was the wrong decision, but they're the ones that put the idea to go to Miami in his head. Yeah. And, they, and he's taken a lot of heat for it. Pun oh, intended. Oh, no, you didn't. That's comedy, Cal. Good job. Hit the, hit the pun meter. Um, the pun meter? No. Do we have? Do we have one? We need two out of the three. The pun bot three thousand. That was a pun. Taking a lot of heat. <laughs> Why is every robot that I do just awful? Just a 1950s sci-fi you, movie robot. You grew up with a series <laughs> of bad robots, is what it was. I grew up with uh, two of the best robots ever. How could you possibly say that? It was I mean, random. It was it could have, it could, that could have meant anything. You took it personally. <laughs> <laughs> right. 
I also stated it as if I had robots living in my house. <laughs> I was shot by robots. Wasn't a robot, right? I what's that? Mork wasn't a robot, right? Mork was an alien. He was an alien, yeah. From the planet Orc. That's right. He was Mork from Orc. No, I'm talking about R2, D2, and C3PO. Hello. No, those, oh, those old Those are not robots. Those are droids. Jeez. Oh, man. Who brought the sci-fi jerk? Wow. Wow. Do you know the difference between your microwave and your oven? They were (laughs) My nerd voice is also... Completely, completely from central casting and stock. <laughs> they were droids, not robots. Narfa <laughs> the Garthok. Big Bang Theory is hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> it's not, by the way. Can we just get that out of the way? It's not hilarious. No, it's funny. At what? Come it's on. Funny. It's oh. funny. The one yeah. guy, the one guy's trying so hard. Well, he, well, if you kind of get past him, the rest of them are kind of sub- subtly funny. Narfa the Garthok. Yeah, it's no use. I, I grew up with very good droid slash robots. The point is, beep, boop, 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 boop. <laughs> I, I think uh, maybe this loss tonight cools things down a little bit. Uh, they did have the big win over the Mavericks uh, over the weekend. But I don't. I think the kid's here to stay. I don't think it's... No, you see, after the loss tonight, some genius will write, is it over? Oh, without a doubt. Is it over? <laughs> is he done? Is he going to be benched right. now? Is that the end of insanity? You know, yeah. Right. Is so it been over? Of course, Dr. E-Ray texted, just texted us, uh, brilliant of me to write a a uh, happy-go-lucky Nick article on the, completely forgetting that they're playing the Heat tonight. <laughs> he wrote this article that's all uh, roses and dandelions and Lynn puppy dogs. And uh, for the Knicks, and uh, throwing bouquets at D'Antoni and stuff. And, uh, oh, by the way, they're playing the Heat, who haven't lost in, like, three months. I I do want to ask yeah, you guys... That article makes a good point, though. That article is, is is correct in that, you know, people are talking. Absolutely. Totally agree. Totally agree. He is single... He, he, Jeremy Lin has single fa- uh, single-handedly changed the face of uh, basketball this season in New York, without a doubt. Is that because he's Asian? You it, changed the face? Par- <laughs> what? This brings us to what else we need to discuss. The firing of uh, the, the headline writer uh, at ESPN for uh, Chink in the Armor. Smartest um, guy in the room. Spiro Ditas. Uh, Cal suspended as well for uh, uh, no he wasn't suspended they refused to reveal what his discipline was they just said that he was appropriately disciplined he had a they gave him a harsh talking to yeah I think they said don't do that anymore no no don't do that there was an ESPN anchor though that was suspended for thirty days for using the same phrase really. Yes, there were th- it was there were three instances of of the infamous phrase. The one was the ESPN headline writer who was fired. Then an ESPN anchor used it. He was suspended for 30 days and there was an outcry because Spiro Ditas hadn't been disciplined. So just yesterday, MSG put out a press release and they and they just simply said Spiro Ditas has been appropriately disciplined. Well, they don't tell you what it was. Right. But it was just like, "All right, get off our backs. We took care of it." Right. Lay off. So all three of them 
felt now, the heat. But this is – look, we were discussing this last night too. Let me get you guys' honest opinion first and foremost. The, the, the headline writer to me is the most egregious example of this. This is not a cliche though that is unused or you know never seen before. And, now, and I'm not excusing the headline writer, but do you believe his story? Did he come off as believable to you? He came out and said that he had no idea. It was an innocent mistake. He obviously, you know, he had to know what he was. He had to know what he was doing. He had to. It's, it's this chick in the arm. There's a picture of Jeremy Lin right above it. Come on. If it looks like it and it smells like it, then it probably is. <laughs> I mean, come on now. Come on. The phrase, the phrase that comes to mind for me is me, me thinks thou dost protest too much. Right. So, so. Uh, the awfully high. I've always wanted to use. I've always wanted to use that. No, but but if you read his if you read his rebuttal, it was all about. Well, if anybody knows me, that I'm I'm the complete opposite of that. I donate my time to needy children, and and I donated a, a paycheck to some sort of research. Like, back off, buddy. Yeah. You used a racist uh, epithet as a headline on a major outlet. On the on the internet, right? It's like I, I you know, you, and and you're you're spending way too much time trying to convince us how great a person you are. So, yeah, you, you lost me. I, I I agree. I mean, the, the, there's just no way that you buy that he wasn't sort of like. Let's see if I can get away with it. <laughs> but here's the other the other question I had, and what do you, I don't know what you guys think about this. Where's the checks and balances over at ESPN? Like, this guy has free reign to do whatever he wants without somebody looking over what he's putting out there? I guess so. Yeah, there's, I mean, there's not much is, copy this is not, going on there. I guess not. I mean, it's not. This no is editor not, in chief. No. This is not the, you know, that's a staff position. You can't afford that. This is EN. Right. Well, it's ESPN. I mean, it's, you know, there's 19 networks. It, there's 700,000 people that work there. There's got to be more accountability. Look, we have a real good friend. Uh, he's a friend of the program. You guys both know him, uh, our buddy Scoot, who uh, who works at FoxSports.com and is the editor of the hockey page there, the NHL page. He has been for a long time. He's also been the editor of the college football page, the you know, the, the basketball page. Um, and it, and it you know he he would tell you first and foremost there's there's no way that this guy didn't know first and foremost was wrong he would tell you absolutely straight out of Compton there's no, there's no way that this guy didn't know what he was doing there's no way you're the editor of that page and you put that story up and you put that headline up with a picture of of Jeremy Lin that you don't know what you're doing I got another so, theory on that when you're done. No, I'm done. I, I'm just saying that we, we know people that work in the business that do what this guy does. And to say that it was an innocent mistake is um, nonsense. I'm not buying I'm I'm, of course, not outraged. I don't think it's the end of the world. No, of course not. It it seemed to be. You would have thought that he put I, – I thought he you know must have put a lot worse than that. But I have, a, I guess, a higher tolerance for that stuff. But what? You have another theory, Cal? Well, yeah, and just to, the last thing on that, Jeremy Lin didn't think it was the worst thing in the world. All right, here's the guy that was supposed to be outraged and offended right. the most. Right. And he said, you know, it wasn't a big deal, and I'm sure it wasn't done intentional. He apologized, Usually, whatever. Usually in cases like this, there are groups that are offended on someone else's behalf. Right. 
right. That's, that's absolutely true. right. And and that sort was of a, action that was league year. out there whose only job it is to read headlines and get angry about something. And there's right. an action league for everything. Mm-hmm. There really is. It just depends on the size of the action league if you actually get anything done. Can there be a poor writing action league who just gets really mad when something very unclever is written? Well, I think I think we're the presidents of that, and that's where I was going with this, is that these writers and, you know, beat writers and people that tweet and all the social media, they're all trying to be, I, what did I call them before, social media celebrities. They're all trying to outdo one another and be, be as snarky and as ironic and sarcastic as they can. And I think that that's what, this was a case of this guy who kind of snickered to himself in <laughs> a chink in the armor. I'm going to put this one out. Watch, watch the reaction it gets. And then look what happened. You know, it backfired right. on him. Yeah, and I just I just think it, it's it's emblematic of the way uh, writing is done for the internet right now. That's fast that, and sloppy. And, yep, fast and sloppy, and also it's a, it's an instant gratification situation, especially with Twitter. Right, and, and everybody's trying to beat each other to the punch, especially in sports. Mm-hmm. You saw it today with the with the Braun thing, right? Everybody's well, trying to today. Right, but everybody's trying to tweet first that he uh, that the suspension was overturned, and we're going to talk about that in a minute because that to me, Cal, is a super interesting story. I don't know if you've read any of absolute statements yeah. and stuff tonight. Yeah, but uh, and and two guys tweeted it wrong. Two guys trying to be the first and be the and one of them is Keith Oberman, which you know I'll give him a pass on or whatever. But he was because he was just retweeting something. Right. But the retweet was, Major League Baseball upheld, uh, upholds Ryan Braun's 50-game suspension. Absolutely, completely wrong. Kind of the opposite. It's completely wrong. It's the exact opposite of what happened. Of what happened. And everybody's trying to trump the other guy with the lead story. And this started with, to me, this started in earnest, Cal. It would come back full circle to the decision. Until the Absolutely. I was going to say that. You're right. And to everybody tr- you know, tweeting and stuff, trying to, you know, Beat the other guy to the punch and get the story. I mean, Stephen A. Smith must have come out with six different scenarios. Yes. I'm hearing that he's going to New York. <laughs> My sources are telling me he's going to Philly. You know where he's going? New Jersey. <laughs> New Jersey. Governor Patterson, an appearance back on this show. Uh, it's been over a year. Yeah. At least he's not going to New Jersey. <laughs> PJ is getting very upset since he's uh, the mayor of New Jersey. Nah. I am the mayor of New Jersey. <laughs> is there a mayor of New Jersey? There should be. <laughs> and as mayor of New Jersey, <laughs> I promise <laughs> that I'm rid of the stink. <laughs> There's, in that Meadowlands area, there's a stink. So can we so do other uh, pseudo-offensive Jeremy Lin headlines and just get them out of the way? <laughs> um, you must have some. You must have some. up, don't you? <laughs> Knicks on a downward slope. Oh, boy. Good night, everybody. Oh, jeez. you the Carol wow. Burnett. Oh, Thank you. All right. Can you the S- the, I don't know if you saw the SNL skit. No. Where they where they made fun of uh, ESPN and it was basically them just throwing every one of them out there. 
Yeah, that's what you got to do. Use it. That's great. Yeah. That's excellent. Yeah, no, uh, yeah. I'm not. I'm not going to repeat them, but. No, I don't like that. Go 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 Google SNL from last Saturday, and you can see it. I, uh, the last thing on this, you're absolutely right about the social media aspect. Pete, you're absolutely right about the idea that it's the perfect confluence of events that Jeremy Lin has become this, this phenomenon. And if they keep it up and they should be a playoff team and, and it is great for New York basketball. Uh, it's great for the NBA in general. You know, uh, I actually wanted to watch that game tonight. I didn't get a chance to because I was prepping for the show and, you know, spending a little time with Wesley and stuff like that. But, um, I would have watched that game tonight. Had it, had we not had the show, I would have DVR'd it and I would have watched it. And I would have been tremendously disappointed. But that's fine. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, when it comes to how the reporting goes on this guy and the coverage of this guy, you know, two straight weeks of uh, Sports Illustrated covers, you know, the the, the headlines that, that, are, that are slightly, that are, not even slightly, they are offensive. Um it's going to be really interesting to watch how this cult of personality that is develop that is starting to develop around him uh, develop. It, you know, once you maybe bring a girl into this equation, or I was going to say, we, his personality actually hasn't been introduced yet. You think it's still been sanitized, or well, who he is isn't part of the equation yet. It's you know, he's just he's a little forced. little bit, a little bit of it. Who he is, you know. Yeah. Uh, it, Everybody knows he's from Harvard, and he's a geek, and he likes to do math to keep himself sharp. He's, Obama he's, he's talked went to about Harvard. Well. <laughs> yeah, that's what they were saying. You know, that's one of the reasons he was going right. to go see him tonight. He's a big basketball fan, and of, and of course, he went to Harvard as well. You want You want You want another stat? I do for, for Jeremy Lin. When you talk about the media, uh, the, the local newspaper here on Long Island, Newsday, has featured Jeremy Lin on the back cover in one form or another for 19 consecutive days. Come on. Nine, that includes the death of Gary Carter. And he was still on the back cover. And he was still on the bottom of the back cover. So for 19 consecutive days, Jeremy Lin has been on the back cover of the of Newsday. Wow. So. We also have to take into account how desperate Newsday is to sell papers. Well, you also have to take into account that Newsday is owned by Cablevision, which is owned by the Dolan family, which owns who the also Knicks. owns the Knicks. That's correct. And see. <laughs> wow. Nice. Wow. done. That was Brenda Vaccaro, everybody. Brenda Vaccaro. <laughs> that was the author. A one-woman show. In a one-woman show. <laughs> oh, Jared. Blanche, put your pants back on. <laughs> The China Syndrome by Brenda Vaccaro. Oh, I love it. Oh, oh, Ma. Ma, get the cheesecake. Of course I invited him in. Of course I did. Uh, Stanley. Stanley's a bonac. Was that just an Estelle Getty that I missed? Yeah. I did give a little Estelle Getty there. Instant impression. Boo, boo, doo, boo. I, I, you like my little tag on instant impression? I like that. Instant impression. Squeeze doo bop. Again, hey, we talk the, a little... robot noises at the end with the beep bop and the beep boop. Beep, beep, boop. <laughs> <laughs> Can we talk a little or, bit about the Knicks, Knicks performance, the basketball aspect of the Knicks? Or is that, or do, we're not talking about that, right? Well, that's sort of boring. I mean, it's kind of boring. Want. 
here's the deal. After winning seven straight during all this linsanity, they've actually won 500 in the last six games. Right, to three and three with the loss tonight. Yeah. If they lost, I don't know what happened. I'm just well, saying. They were losing. They were losing pretty good. <laughs> so, but it's also it's also very fascinating to watch this team try to play together because they are essentially a a brand new team and a completely brand new roster than they were two weeks ago. It, it's really it, it's it's kind of amazing to see because I don't think I've ever seen anything like it in sports where a team completely turns over like that in such a short period of time. And a game like basketball where I think you have to be able to develop chemistry with one another on the floor. Right. No, I, it, it, they they really are, and they played without Chumper tonight, and and I, that's not the reason that uh, they may have been may or may not have been losing, but he's uh, he's become uh, a really really big asset uh, to this team, as has guys like you know have guys like Novak and and stuff like that, all these role players. But as Doctor E Ray wrote about today, they suddenly have like a very deep roster, sort of oh, they- left field. They're, you know, they they are legitimately ten deep on this team. <laughs> They're right. There's something can run ten guys out there, you know. And they did last night. They and tonight too. They 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 everybody was in the rotation. Right. Well, you're, trying, you're, and, you're uh, gonna need that. But, but at the end of the day, though, Cal, without and let's talk about on the court. Fine. At the end of the day, if Shumpert is not on the floor, they have nobody to check Dwayne Wade. Period. Well, that's it. Period. They they have no one that checks Dwayne Wade. So if you're talking about in a matchup with the Heat. They're a terrible defensive ball club. I don't care how deep they go uh, when Shumpert's not not available. I mean, Jeffries plays defense. You know, Landry Fields hustles. Uh, you know, but the, and Tyson Chandler obviously plays defense. That's it, Cal. Lynn, you know, Jeremy Lynn plays defense. Ah, uh, Jeremy Lynn. Jeremy Lynn can play defense. You're gonna put and him on a Rondo, Cal. Rondo's gonna light him up. Come huh? on. Come on now. Now he may he may throw down thirty himself. Right. But he's not a I, he's not a defensive there, liability I, from what I've seen so far. He hustles, which is he's not a defensive liability. But that's an improvement over what you were getting out of this team for the longest time. There was just no defense on this team, you know. And now they've got guys that can actually defend, and it happens to be like their second team that can defend. So D'Antoni's got a real interesting choice. About going with his starters, going with his Carmelo Anthony and Stoudemire and um, Landry Fields, and you can put the offense on the floor. But if you want to get the defense on the floor, you got to get those other guys off. And how long can you afford to have them off the off the floor? So it's, it, it really, you know, I, I got I got sucked back in. We talked about this last week. I'm completely sucked back in. I've watched every game wow. that they've played. Okay. Since the Lake since the Laker game, I've watched every game that they've played. Um, and and I and I'm back in and I'm and I'm watching them closely and it's it's very very interesting just to see how D'Antoni is gonna kind of work with this dynamic that he's got going on and he's got all of this talent and there's a lot of talent I mean J.R. Smith he, they they brought him over from China that guy can shoot you know that he's got sounds, a great shot sounds funny when you say that by the way J.R. Smith no that they brought him over from China oh he's got an edge. He's, <laughs> especially, you know, we're talking about Jeremy Lin, and they brought him over from China. Yeah, I'm sorry. No, but I'm, he's not from China, Jeremy Lin. Go on. I'm sorry. Okay. No, but I'm my 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 point is it's, you know, this is not the Knicks of the last 
six or seven years. It's not even the Knicks of the first half of the season. It's a completely different situation, and it's very interesting to watch. And they're going to be a fun team to watch down the, you know, in the second half of the season after the All-Star break. They, they should be able to make the playoffs. The idea is how far can they get up the standings to try to avoid a first-round matchup with either the Bulls or the Heat. And you don't want to, you know, really don't want to see the Heat in the first round. No, of course not. I mean, they, 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 you don't want to see Chicago in the first round either. That's so it, 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 it is going to be. I mean, I think they're still in the eight, are they not? Nah, they're they're. I think they're in the seven, and they're about two games behind Atlanta, who's who's the six. Okay. All right. Well, they they do have a lot of work to do because you really need to avoid the Heat or the Bulls in the first round. But they're right, and they're they're only a couple games behind Philly for the lead in the yeah. division, right? I think I think they're four games behind Philly. Right, you know what this all means. So they can, they, they, they can legitimately think what I said. You know what this all means. It means I'm gonna have to watch basketball. Yeah, you are, Steve, and that's and and basically what this impassioned pitch was. It was very good. Trying to sell you. You didn't rush it. It was really good. No, no, no. I, I took my time with it because yeah. I think I think if you if you peek in on it, I think you you find you might like a little something about this team. <laughs> Do you work in marketing? That's brilliant. What you do is you read. Is you just, if, you, if you take a little peek in, you take a little look. See, this is what I want you to do. All right, I want you to read oh, the material that Dr. Ray put together today. Oh boy. All right. Yes. You know, digest that material. Let it let it okay. sit for a little bit. Don't rush. I'm not asking you to jump in with both feet. No. But you read you read what Dr. Ray wrote. That's hard to say. <laughs> <laughs> You wrote. All right, you jump, you know, check in on a game or two after the All-Star break. Maybe you pick a game where they're playing a favorable opponent. Okay. Preferably at home where you can you can kind of experience the energy. What I suggest you do is you catch a halftime on MSG. They do a nice little feature with a celebrity who's at the game. Right. And you know, you feel, oh, wow, this is you feel like an event. This is something important. Sure. And you and you just and you just watch, just watch. Okay. And and I, and I think you'll find that, like Dr. Rivero today, they they are an incredibly likable team. It's a team that will remind you very much of the teams of your that you used to watch. <laughs> so you'll kind of what you'll get is that retro feeling that's so popular did, did these you days. Just go teams of your. Look, you can laugh all you want. <laughs> Why are we doing this show in 1927? I'm going to check back with you in a couple of weeks, and I think I think we'll all find that that the bug has bitten you too. All right, all right. Hey, look, I've said it many a time. I can get into playoff basketball without a doubt. And and and, and to your point, playoff Knicks, I can get into. What these game? Most of these games have a playoff type feel to them because it's such a condensed season. Yeah. No, I, I've had people, you know, that were at the Laker game or at the, you know, in the Garden saying it sounded like a Game Seven of the playoffs. You know, a Game Seven of a playoff series. I mean, it was that loud; the place was going to blow apart. All right, good. Enough with the Jeremy Lin, though. Most importantly, I just don't want you to get left behind. I appreciate that. No Sam Pete left behind. It's a good program. That's that's my program. That's. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, we got to talk about this Ryan Braun thing, Cal. Please, let's just shift gears right into it, and then we can talk about Coptergate. It was so funny. 
speaking of cop, helicopter gate, uh, Ted Berg, our buddy from SNY and TedQuarters.net, tweeted uh, just about how how much he despises people who put gate at the end of any controversy. Mm-hmm. And I hope <clears throat> Ted, if you're if you are listening, Ted hopefully is going to be a guest of ours again uh, come baseball season. So we'll maybe Patrick Flood from SNY, the boys over there. But um, Ted, if you're listening, we do it as a joke. It's a joke. We feel the same way about gate. Uh, to describe a scandal. Uh, it's stupid, uh, but uh, it's fun for us now to, to work it in. But anyway, we'll talk about Helicopter uh, Gate 2012 later. Ryan Braun made history today, Cal. He did. He is the first guy to is- appeal a drug suspension with Major League Baseball and have his suspension overturned. That's right. Now, my I got to be honest with you. My initial reaction, Cal, was, I, I it's it's a sad you know state of of where we are. But my initial reaction was, this sucks. He's guilty. How could he not be guilty? That was my initial reaction. I got to be honest. Your initial reaction was, what Wait. happened? Can I ask what the drugs were? No, uh, it was uh, PEDs. It was it was uh, performance enhancing oh. drugs. It was supposedly a, t- a ton of testosterone. He now this is a guy who's PG. He's not big. He's not, you know, he's not Barry Bonds at all. But uh, he was the MVP last year. He was the MVP last year. He hit forty plus home runs. He's he's a great player. It was very shocking that it came out that he was he tested positive for PEDs. Um, he said the whole time, "I'm innocent and I will be exonerated." So, but my initial reaction, Cal, was they blew it. That who blew it? That they he got he he lawyered his way out of it. That was your initial reaction, right? Then I read about it, and you know what? Something stinks in Denmark, my friend. Oh, we drank at the same time there. We can never do that again, by the way. And we're looking at each other too. Right? There was actually four seconds of dead air there. We can't have that. We'll fix it in post. Think. <laughs> um, I, I, something is rotten in Denmark. Our second Shakespearean reference of the night. Uh, he, you saw why it was thrown out, right? It's a, it's, it's on a technicality. But, the, but did you see what the technicality is? It's very yeah. specific. It's, it's, it's the chain of uh, handling of the sample. Right. Oh. What happened was. They they took the they took the test. They have a liaison who comes into the clubhouse or into your home, unannounced. They take the test. They take the urine sample. They put it in a seal. They put it in a thing. Can they go into your home? Is that true? Yes. There's a number on, uh, but it's usually it's been in the clubhouse. That's what I've read. Okay. There's a number on the sample, and there's a number on the box that they seal it in. They they make you acknowledge that the two numbers match. They put the sample in the box, they triple seal it, and that's it. Mm-hmm. Okay. Then it's supposed to go to the labs. Two right. days. Two days. This guy, the, the liaison, the caretaker of the, the, the chaperone or whatever they were, the chaperone of the pee, whatever you want to call it, he held on to it because he thought FedEx was closed. It was a Saturday. Okay. Saturday night. So he didn't send it till Monday. Okay. 
And their contention was it had to have been tampered with because the level of testosterone that showed up in it was like 40 times greater than any positive reading they had ever had. So something had to go wrong with the sample, when, and he's never had a uh, failed drug test. He passed 25 other tests. He passed mm-hmm. another test like a week later, a week after it was found out. So their contention was something had to go wrong with the sample in the two days before it made it to the lab. Because why would he be so – that's exactly right. Because why – their their contention was almost um, – would he be that stupid to do that much uh, – take that much – that amount of performance-enhancing drugs that the level of testosterone would be like 40 times greater than anything they had ever found? It's a pretty good argument. It's a pretty good argument. If he had that much testosterone in the system, he could have hulked out and killed everybody. That's right. That's exactly right. Like, the level was so high. Sample. We need a sample, sir. <laughs> <laughs> we need a sample, Mr. Braun. I kill you. No sample for you. Well, that was a bad Hulk. What, what did well, I do to the Hulk there? <laughs> the Hulk was like a Peter Laurie Hulk. I don't know. Yeah. Either that or the, the Hulk Nazi, like the soup Nazi. No, no hearing for you. What is wrong? Wow, terrible. Um, you know what? No, but, all, all versions of the Hulk suck. Though, so why wouldn't yours? That's, that's correct. They can't get the movie right. No, I, I can't do a quick impression of him. Hulk smash! You know what I actually? I think you know what I think I reverted to. Uh, Frankenstein, so that, Hartman. Right? That's right. Yeah. Fire bad. <laughs> <laughs> Tremendously underrated sketch, by the way. Happy holidays from Frankenstein, Tonto, and Tarzan. <laughs> no manger for crib. Uh, I actually, speaking of Phil Hartman and tremendously underrated characters and is there a more underrated member of Saturday Night Live ever? John Lovitz Vance. Bagger Vance? Who? <laughs> Denitra Vance. See? That's Denitra how underrated Vance. she is. May she rest in peace, by the way. May she rest in peace. Yes. Uh Phil Hartman, I, I actually did uh I'm just a caveman. <laughs> I'm frightened by I when I'm sitting in first class on your plane, I don't know if I should be frightened that the big bird is going to fall out of the sky. I'm just a caveman. <laughs> your technology frightens and confuses me. <laughs> Unfrozen caveman lawyer. <laughs> and that's why we need to build these condos. <laughs> so good. Unfrozen Once caveman lawyer. He was a caveman. <laughs> now... I like SNL right now. I think SNL is kind of funny right now, but I don't think it's that smart. Right. In Hartman's years, I think it was smarter. Well, yeah. I mean, a a simple sketch like Unfrozen Caveman Lawyer, which sounds really base, um, you know, or, you know, it sounds like it's going to be a really basic humor, is so well written and so clever. And then you tack on to that, the performance was brilliant. Yeah. Although I will say somebody, uh, one of my buddies sent me a clip of the Nick Cage. Did you catch that from, uh, I think it was two weeks Nick ago? Nick Cage sitting next yeah, to Nick Cage. Cage. Yeah, Nick Cage yeah. <laughs> with uh, Sam Burke. That was quite good. That with was Sam quite Burke. Good. 
It was really good. Yeah, about cloning, you know, how he was cloned or whatever. God! I will, Seth, if you calm down! <laughs> Great. I remember seeing Honeymoon in Vegas. Where, uh, again, may I throw out a tremendously underrated movie. You guys ever seen Honeymoon in Vegas? Yes. Sure. Really good. That's Sarah Jessica Parker, is it not? Yes. And, I despise and, and James Caan. Yeah. And James Caan, but that it really is, it was before Cage becomes a caricature of himself, and his comedic timing is really, really good. And he has the scenes with, uh, I guess it's Pat Morita, right? As the, as, the, as, the, as the Hawaiian guy or whatever. And it's just... <laughs> I know that now! Um, there's a lot of really good lines in that. Go see it again. Go revisit it. If it's on USA, take the time. Nick Cage take... needs a good script and a good director. He's not bad. He just takes crap for the money. Uh, well, that's what he said in this thing, in his effort to be in every movie ever. Yeah. <laughs> Sandberg's first line in this thing. Anyway, uh, back to Ryan Braun. I I think that he is innocent, and I think justice was served here. I really do. Cal's not buying. I'm not buying it. I take it by your silence. I take it by your silence. I'm not buying it because he got off on a technicality of protocol. But that's but it's not really though, Cal. Doesn't it raise any sort of suspicion that no that there was that level of testosterone in it? He's passed every other test. There was no evidence that the seals were tampered with. But that but that doesn't uh, to me that doesn't matter though. How does that not matter? It sounds because, like the lab screwed up. Right, and the seals maybe didn't have to be tampered with. Maybe this guy who's the courier takes it home and doesn't put it in a refrigerator. Who knows what that does to the urine? Who knows? I. I you know, to to never me, play with urine. <laughs> <laughs> and now it's a fetish show, so that's great. Good, good job. <laughs> uh, <laughs> to me, Cal, that there's definitely what's the what's the you know the the basis of our judicial system, right? Reasonable uh, doubt. The judicial system. Which, as Dana Carvey once famously said, is impossible to say without sounding like you're drunk. It's not me, Your Honor. It's the judicial system. Or like Bill Cosby, apparently. Exactly. Uh, no, but seriously, Cal, does that not raise? It's there's reasonable doubt there. Yeah, yeah, there's reasonable doubt. I get that, but he would. It, it's not as if his urine was found to be. Well, we made a mistake with the urine. He really was clean. They're going on the we're, they're going on the error in protocol to get them off. So now he so now the, they ruled that that there was an the, the you can't uphold the results and they get thrown out and his 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 suspension is is retracted and he's innocent. I say good. I don't I, but to me I'm still I still think he his he's tainted. You know, that's great. That's terrific. Great, Ryan Braun. You get to be there opening day. Congratulations. I still think you took something that you shouldn't have taken. Wow. Did nothing, nothing, like, nothing has proved to me that you didn't. Wow. All you, did, all you did was get off. So you lawyered up. Great. 
That's great. And that and you know what? It's good for you. If if you if you've got good enough lawyers that can do that, that's great. I'm shocked but, by this, but Steve. I am I'm, too. In in, in in my court of public opinion, I know I, you I, were such a hardliner. I you know I don't think <laughs> Calvi we need a sound clip. The Calvi Court of Public Opinion. <laughs> can we get the Can we get the People's Court music? Dun, 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 dun. I, I just, just put on a powdered well. wig when I said that too. <laughs> where did you Where did you get that powdered wig from? <laughs> it's the court of my public opinion. Here ye, here ye, Brian Braun is guilty. <laughs> it's the judicial system. Um, I I disagree, Cal. I really think that you, that's fair. No, I and look, I I I get the other side of it too, and this is my opinion. The, there's two problems here. One is the age we live in in sports, and and specifically baseball. So at this point, I feel like even when this came out about Braun, who we would have both probably put on a list of guys we didn't suspect, uh, we were not surprised. Right, because really there are literally two players left in Major League Baseball that would shock me. Both That's, Yankees, and they're both Yankees. That's correct. Um, so it, it, it is a, a symptom of the age we're living in that you're not willing to give the benefit of the doubt that he got off on a te- technicality. That the court of Calvi opinion guilty. Uh, but the other thing at play here is it's. It just so happens that Ryan Braun plays for the Milwaukee Brewers. Who? Why is that interesting? Who? Steve? Were once owned by the commissioner of baseball. Uh, a one Alan Huber, Hubie Selig. Uh, that stinks. That he's the first guy to you know to to get off. Uh, and and have his uh, suspension overturned. Uh, and he's a brewer. Would have been would have been better. Would have been better if he was a Kansas City Royal. Let me just put it that way. Or a twin. Or a twin. A Twinkie. They never do anything wrong. Right. Ron Gardenhire runs a clean program over there. Doesn't it seem like Ron Gardenhire has been the manager of that team for 114 years? Well, what's funny is between him and him and Tom Kelly. There's been one manager there for the last 30 years. It's got right. It's got to be 23 years. Well, Kelly was there Kelly when was they there. won in '87. Yep, that's right. So that's 24 right there. 25, 25 years they've had two managers, <laughs> and they've been in the playoffs about 14 times. Yeah, they're doing something right. Well, how do they do it? Mirrors. How do they do it? Mirrors. It's mirrors. The gum is already being prepared. Um. Anyway, I, I disagree with you, Cal. I, I really do. I think that Braun, the technicality that that he got off on, they made, to me, let me stop, strike that, reverse it. The technicality that he quote-unquote got off on was not just lawyering. It was raised a reasonable doubt. Here's a guy who passed 25 tests. He's never tested positive before. He tested negative a week later after this test. Okay, so how did he get all of that testosterone out of his system in two weeks or a week? Hi, hi, hi. And uh, <laughs> and only a fool would 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 take that much HGH or whatever 
to 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 test that positive. So agree to disagree, but it is a red letter day. Um in 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 baseball and in the PED era that we exist in. For sure. The other, the other thing about this is that at what point is that courier's name going to come out and now he's going to become part of the story and he loses his job and he loses his job because he thought FedEx was closed on Saturday nights. Tough gig. They're not. They're not. No, they're, they're open, baby. Hey, look, if you're charged with Ryan Braun's pee and the deliverance thereof, you find a 24-hour FedEx. I was a pee steward in the 80s, and it didn't go well. I used to you, were a, you were a pee mule? Yeah. It's <laughs> not a lot for, of money in the, that. For the Calvi Court of Public Opinion, I want to get the sound effect from Superman 2 of the, the, uh, the three floating heads <laughs> on, on Krypton. Get a day. Get a day. Get a day. Superman. <laughs> Whatever. Where? What did she ever do again? Ever work again? Uh, yeah, she was uh, Pat Benatar's body double in uh, <laughs> in everything. <laughs> in everything. Pat Benatar couldn't dance, so they brought That's her. That's right. Um, Superman. <laughs> You know, with delivery like that, I'm surprised she didn't get work again. <laughs> she was so good. The, not as good as the mute, but uh, the uh, the other thing I want to talk about with baseball, Cal, this uh, – uh, well, let's just get to the helicopter thing then. Let's just do it and, and just get it out of the way. This is a bad night for me to do that. Why? Because you can't I, yell? I, I've, got, I've got such strong opinions on this one. I don't think there's... I, 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 here's the story. And, and correct me if I'm wrong here at all, because we haven't had a chance to talk about this. So let's do it now. Okay. The the Wilpons... Wait. Let me start to be... Let me, let, me, let me explain. No, no. There is too much. Let me sum up. The while while their being their trial is going on in bankruptcy court in New York, while the, today literally today while there's a hearing going on a Madoff hearing going on in New York, a hearing that will go a long way to determining the financial uh, well-being of the Wilpons and the Mets. The uh, brilliant ownership of the New York Mets decided to charter a private helicopter. To land on field two at their minor league complex. That's right. Middle of the day, they decide to have a chopper, like it's Air Force One or whatever the chopper's called. Uh, isn't it like Air Force Two or something like that? The presidential chopper? I don't know what the and chopper is, no. As if they are royalty, they charter a helicopter to land on the playing field. To whisk them away via private chopper to go see the Knicks and the Heat in Miami. Because it works so well for Chris Christie. Now, now you you said something in your initial reaction to this, Cal, about tone deaf. Look, you know, Twitter blew up. You had Adam Rubin, like, actually calling up aviation experts and finding how much an hour... A right. helicopter would be. I mean, come on, guy. Well, let's look. That's pathetic. 
take it easy, Encyclopedia Brown. All right, we don't we don't need to know how much you know. I, your detective work's much appreciated, but uh, calm down. I'm not going to go into that. All you need to say is, how tone deaf can you be that you have a bankruptcy hearing going on today in the Madoff case? You've spent nine dollars on the team this year. Nine dollars. Okay, you lost $70 million last year, and you have a helicopter land on the field in front of every reporter and his brother to whisk you away to go see the Nets or the Knicks in the heat. No, come on now. Could you be that – you know, there's a great line in, in Ruthless People. I think it's Ruthless People where uh, Bill Pullman, who is uh, one of the kidnappers – is all confused about what he's supposed to be doing. There's like a sniper, and it's towards the end of the movie or whatever. And it, Bill Pullman is completely screwing up the kidnapping. And the the one uh, sniper, it's the police or whatever, the police force, the SWAT team. And the one guy goes to the other guys, we could be looking at the stupidest man on the face of the planet. This <laughs> is like completely screwing it up. And I sort of butchered that, but it's a great line. This is what, how stupid can you be? When you when you look at what they did, is there helipad? Is there any second base? I'm surprised it didn't land on Daniel Murphy. Only the Mets. Only the Mets. Talk about getting taken out at second base. (laughs) Guilty. (laughs) Guilty. Instant impression. Isn't it the bubble boo? Come on, Cal. In, do we need this uh, as Met fans? Do we need this? Have we not? Is there, is there any doubt in your mind that this was orchestrated by Jeff Wilpon? No doubt. Any, any doubt in your mind that no doubt that Jeff Wilpon is the guy that thought, "Hey, what a great idea! Let's take a helicopter down to the Miami Heat game." We'll have it land on the field. We'll have it. We'll have it pick us up right here at the complex. In it'll be convenient. It'll be convenient. No, you know what, Cal? I think it's worse than that. I think he does it on purpose. Yeah, I think so too. As a bankruptcy hearing's going on, that's how confident we are. Arrogant defiance Thanks. is what I called it. Yep. You're at, and you're spot on. I think Jeff Jeffy, he's the worst of all of them. Does it on purpose. Yep, I agree. I think the timing of this was planned. I think it was like an F you. And he knows that the the reporters are going to go nuts on it, and it's an F you. We yep. still have money. We still own the team. We're still richer than you will ever be in your life. And we're not going anywhere. That's right. That's Because that's, that's how they've approached this whole thing. Yeah. We're not they've, going just, they've been defiant from day one. They they some they they have sold seven of the ten twenty million dollar blocks. Yeah, who did they who did they sell them to, Steve? Do you know? I know one of them uh, or two of them went to Saul Katz and Jeff Wilpon. Right. So four of four of them went to SNY. SNY, and one of them went That's to six, Cohen. and one of them went to Cohen. Right? Steve Cohen. Yes. So there's your seven. There's your seven. Good job, fellas. Right. Four six of the seven. Are essentially being bought by themselves. That's correct. That's good. That that doesn't smell fishy at all. No, no. That that should play in Peoria. That's a good job. Wow. Now I brought the show back to 1925. 
Unbelievable. And and today's ruling, the, the judge ruled that uh, there were three key witnesses that will not be allowed to testify in the case. Now, did you? I didn't happen to catch who that's good for. Cal. It's good for the Mets, I think. It's good for well, it's good. It's defined good for the Mets. Good for the Mets. No, it's the Wilpons no longer owning the team. So then it's bad for the Mets. It's good. It's good for the Wilpons case. Right. It's bad for the Mets. Good for the Wilpons. Bad, bad for, for bad for the victims. Bad for the trustee Irving Picard. Bad for everybody in the world except for the Wilpons and Saul Katz and his cookie jar. And his cookie jar. Yeah, Saul's yeah. cookie jar. That's nothing suspicious there at all. Saul's cookie jar. Hey, we're going to talk a ton about the Mets and stuff with the season coming up, and and we have the perfect analogy for this season with with Major League. I mean, it's getting more perfect by the day. Oh yeah, by the day. Um, where, where you know, I mean, their their over under was set at seventy and a half. I don't know if you saw that. Mm-hmm. Um, but this story is the kind of thing that happens today, and if you're a Met fan. You're trying to embrace spring training. You're trying to embrace the, you know, the, the the optimism that goes along with a new spring. And if you love baseball like we do, you're actually starting to convince yourself, like, hey, this team ain't so bleeping bad. You know, like, like the construction workers in Major League. And then they go and do this, and you're like, you know what? I don't want to give you any money. I don't want to come to your ballpark. I don't want to do anything. Because you, you you flaunt the fact that you will not sell my team. You run my team into the ground. Now, one thing, Cal, that's tremendously bothering me, though, if I see it written one more time, I may go nuts, is this is this notion that they shed $50 million this offseason. You know, Sandy Alderson's come, come out and, and completely disputed that by saying that they shed it last year. He didn't even dispute it. Kelly disproved it. He disproved it, right? They shed thirty-six million of it last year. Mm-hmm. By like by August. Yeah. So this idea that they gave up fifty-two million in one off-season is just not accurate. It's just not. So stop saying it. And enough of the antagonizing, because every time something positive comes out of Met Camp, the next words out of a beat writer's mouth are, well, this is what Carlos Beltran is saying, and this is what Jose Reyes is, Reyes is saying, and they're not here. Right. You know, Terry Collins is trying to sell you on this team as not being so bad. Yeah, like, like what and they, they make, and they make fun of him. Right, exactly. As Francesa did the other day when he said he also, you know, Terry Collins believes his team is going to be competitive. And uh, they're better than uh, they look on paper. And uh, Johan Santana's going to be his opening day starter. And uh, in other news, he also believes in the Easter Bunny. And uh, high fusion coal or something like that. Like he tried to... Cold fusion. Cold fusion or something like that. So stupid. Yeah, because Terry Collins should come out and say, you know what? We suck. Balls. We suck. It's going to be a long season, everybody. Buckle up. I just hope I can make it through. Because we, I've turned him into Anchorman, but I really don't care. This 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 team is terrible. I mean, oh, get gonna stay. Get this: the Mets, the Mets also believe that they over, they've only moved the fences in for themselves. That it's not going to affect the other team. Yeah, they don't. They that. don't because the Mets don't talk about how it's going to affect the other team. 
then they obviously believe it's not going to affect them, and they've just picked up a huge advantage. A huge advantage. Right. <laughs> so stupid. Those stupid Mets, they don't know. Yeah, T- not taking into account that the the Mets, yeah. them, Mets themselves will play 81 of their games there. Right. And the Nationals will play nine games there. Right. How about the how about the fact that because the fences were so far away, it had a negative effect on the psyche of the Met hitters, and just by moving them in will improve their outlook on hitting. Absolutely. Terry Terry Collins had had a perfect point about the fact that you know they'd go up there and they would think, oh, I got to pull a ball to get one out of here, and it would screw their whole swing up, screw their mechanics up. It now they can up go- David Wright's career. He watched it. <laughs> so watched it happen. It's more, it's more than just let's move the fences in to make them closer so they can hit more home runs. It's a mental aspect that, that they don't go up there feeling defeated the minute they hit, they hit the batter's box. Jason Bay changed his entire swing, his entire <laughs> approach to baseball. He said this morning, he said, I, I've gotten away from everything I've ever done over the last two years. <laughs> that has nothing to do with the fences. I mean, how many times can Wright say the same thing that, we just I just want to park that place fair. Yeah, that I, that I don't have to kill the ball to get it out of the ballpark. Mm-hmm. Not to mention, don't don't ever underestimate what it did to David Wright when they built that park and they made the deepest part of the park his absolute power alley. They made right center field like 478 feet away. <laughs> For him to, and that was his absolute power alley. He was not a pull hitter. The first three years of his career, his power alley was to right center field. Okay, and he could put that ball out in Shea. You could hit the ball 390 and get it out in right center. Now he's hitting the ball 425 into the Mo zone, and it's a double. And he's looking at himself like, are you kidding me? If it's a double, it's a lot of real estate out there. Center field can catch it. That's right. And Shane Victorino somehow running it down. God. So I'm just – I totally agree with you, Cal. Look, we're not saying the team's going to win 90 games. We've got plenty of time to talk about that. Okay? Just the, the, Andy Martino of the Daily News summed it up perfectly and brilliantly. When his first, his first article of – and brilliantly, I mean in a bad way. Okay, thank you. I thought that – wait a brilliantly second. As, brilliantly as if the shine was on it. The snark master general. Yeah. And that was – the first article from spring training when he got down to Port St. Lucie, the first paragraph, and I'm going to paraphrase a touch, but only a little. Look, let's not talk about – we don't need to talk about the Mets season. We don't need to talk about this, that, and the other thing. There's only one story with the Mets this year, and that is when is David Wright going to be traded? That's it. Mm-hmm. Nothing else, Mets fans. Nope. It's cut through the crap. That's basically what the the header of the paragraph in his first day in Port St. Lucie at spring training was. Here's the story. Will David Wright be traded? Us as Met fans, that's all we're supposed to care about this year. I'm waiting for the headline for a story. Why bother? I think that was it. You know? (laughs) It was essentially it. So anyway, we got plenty of time to go off on the Mets. Uh, Cal, before before you talk about the Combine... Oh, okay. Just real quick, just to just to tie in the last baseball. Let's talk a little about about the Mariano Rivera situation. Yes, I was you know I was gonna bring that up. Oh, okay. Equal time, Kyle. 
All right. Okay, I'm sorry. Let's go. All right. Then, uh, I've, I've already been judged guilty in the court of Calvi Appeal. I just <laughs> grabbed the wheel and jerked it and pulled this into another lane. I'm sorry. Please. The court of Cal opinion is in session. Guilty. Guilty. <laughs> I can pop it and, and we're back to George Gaines. Uh, oh, Punky, you're guilty. Um, Mariano Rivera, this is so such an interesting situation to me, Cal, and there's really not much else to talk about with the Yankees. Although I did see Joel Sherman's article today about whether Andrew Jones is a Hall of Famer. Really? Yeah. yeah. You know, Andrew Jones has like 380 home runs, though. Yeah, but he's been playing for 30 years. I mean, that, well, it's true. <laughs> he did start playing in 1978. Um, but anyway, Andrew Jones, Hall of Famer, really? Are we doing – is that going to happen? I hope not. No, uh, I don't think so. But um, he, he, supposedly he told Derek Jeter of his plans. Jeter's not saying. <laughs> I think he's retiring. I think. I think there's no doubt. Yeah, I think if he wasn't retiring, he would have come out and said, I'm not retiring. This right. Playing shy and coy. Snake, I am. <laughs> <laughs> As he twirls his pigtails. Right. Could be. <laughs> I, but I would be surprised, though, Cal, if he was. You know why? He's still so freaking good. Yeah, he is. He is. I, Wow. I, I really – I thought that there – you were going to have to like – I've always thought with Rivera it was going to have to be an injury. It's going to have to be. You see, see now I always, I always thought of him as the type of guy that would like to get out before his skills declined. And that's my point. They will never decline unless he gets injured. Well. That was always my feeling. I, I mean, he's just, he's not, he's a droid or a robot. I'm not. He's a robot. <laughs> Beep, boop, boop, boop. Sorry, I don't save bot 3000. I don't know what he is. <laughs> but, no, Closer I, I, Tron. <laughs> Closer Tron. Closer bot. I throw one pitch. It is unhittable. You know it's coming. <laughs> Here Try it. and hit it, mere mortals. Here it is, hit it. It's a cutter. Wow, terrible. I mean, wow. We have set robot impressions back. Uh, God. Cal. Cal, there it is. I I always thought it would be injury. I really did. You don't, you you don't, so good. But you think he's retiring? I do. I do too. I do because. He does have that quality, Cal. He has so much integrity and he has so much pride in his skills that I think if he sees and, – and, and I think that's why he's not saying. I think he wants to see how the season starts. Right. If he goes out there and he's unhittable in April, he may rescind. <laughs> you know? I think – now listen, when, when, you look, when, you look at the, uh, when you look at the core of this team, this Yankee team, the core – it's kind of played out the way I expected it. I Jorge Posada is the kind of guy that you would expect to, to just play until he embarrasses himself and then he leaves. <laughs> it's a little right. harsh, but okay. Yes. Well, let's let's be real. 
Um, Andy Pettit is a guy that you thought would go out on top, right? You see Andy Pettit yep. hanging around too long. Yep. No, nope. so he went. I think Rivera is the same guy. I think Rivera is the same as Pettit, where he's not going to hang around to become a shell of himself. He's going to get out before that happens. Derek Jeter is going to be like Jorge Posada. I think Jeter will will stay until he's forced out. Right. I don't see Jeter leaving at the top of his game. No, I think yeah, I, I think I agree with you. You know, Bernie's Bernie's the one guy that I was a little surprised with. I I would have thought he would have recognized the the decrease in talent before the team kind of asked him to leave. Right. But, well, and and he his contract was up, right? So I mean, he knew he wasn't going to get a new deal for any sort of extended, uh, uh, you know. I mean, they were going to maybe give him a year and you know the whatever a, a respectable amount of money was. Right. And they wanted him to come back in DH. They didn't even want him to play the outfield. Right. I I I, I agree. I think it will go down that way. But I think Rivera is holding out. Um, and not saying for that reason. I think he wants to see how he throws and how he feels in April and. If he's still dominant, I wouldn't be surprised if he was like, no, no, I wasn't I wasn't going to retire. No, no. I could see that. <laughs> you don't know what I'm thinking. <laughs> I, th- that's it. Yeah, it, yes. Yes. <laughs> that is the only thing going on in Yankee camp. Once again, it's... And, Bur- and A.J. Burnett was traded. Yeah. Yeah, we saw that coming. A.J. Burnett, see, but this is classic Yankees, right? They're not doing anything wrong, but this is what they're able to do. How much of their con- of his contract did they pick up? Twenty million dollars. Twenty million of the remaining thirty. Is that correct? Thirty-three. Yeah. So twenty million of the remaining thirty-three million dollars they were able to eat, and they will pay. They will pay him twenty million dollars. Ten million this year. Ten million next year. To pitch for the Pittsburgh Pirates. Yankees can do that. Other teams can't. Yeah, the Mets used to be able to do that, too. They they can't do that. Well, I don't know why they can't. They're hiring helicopters to chart them all over Florida. I wanted to – I wanted – we're, we're not going to talk about Rex. We don't need to. We You and I did. It's We'll get killed for it. The Giants won a freaking Super Bowl, by the way. I don't know if you guys knew that. It's everywhere. Surrounded. You remember us talking about the uh, – Liberty Row thing that they do on the Knicks games. Yeah, last night it was OCU Minura. Great. So every time, every time you think it's it's over or it's past, there's another I, I, giant. That's it. I was having a, uh, I you know, I was feeling good about it today, and and uh, you know, not thinking about it, thinking about the combine and the draft, and Rex, you know, and the boys were Rex Ryan and the, and the team were going down to the combine. I really was interested to hear what he what was going to say, and is he going to be the new Rex and stuff? And it turns out, you know what, Cal, he was. He was. He said no promises, no guarantees. He said my guarantee last year hurt the team. Uh, he admitted mistakes. I mean, he was everything we've been asking him to be. Uh, if the media will just let him continue to do it, uh, I think but that's not, it's not good enough for the media. Right. But I think you're going to see a very changed Rex Ryan. And then uh, my buddy at work's drinking a Pepsi, and there's a Giants Super Bowl champion Pepsi. <laughs> Pepsi can't. It's it's just. I can't, I can't believe they won the Super Bowl. But they did, and I'm super happy for my giant fan friends. I am loving it. Good for them. Um, 
But Rex at the Combine today said, first off, I know what everybody's thinking. All right, Rex said today, the return to the infamous Super Bowl guarantee was here. In all seriousness, looking back, obviously it was a huge mistake to make that guarantee. Uh, obviously we had a terrible season. I'll take full responsibility for it. I think part of that guarantee really contributed to that. Ryan's motto for 2012 is no promises. I I was challenged by every one of our players, like, Rex, you never had as much fun as you did the first two years. And you know what? I put the pressure on myself, there's no doubt, but I try try to put it on myself to take it off our team, and I don't think I accomplished that this season. No promises, no guarantees. Uh, what more could you ask for? That's it. I mean, that's it. So, you know, good good on Rex Ryan. I think the team needs it. I think he knows it. And uh, the one thing he did say that I like, uh, too, well, I mean, I like all of it, but the one thing he did say that I like, Cal, you know, we're not as bad as everybody thinks we are. I think I think we're a lot closer than everybody thinks we are. And Which uh, I, I agree with that. I agree with that, too. I mean, you, you, they didn't go 2-14. and 14. Uh, anyway, uh, before we close, I wanted to uh, uh, ask Cal: Did you did you get a chance to read PJ's article on uh, on the new sport that's sweeping the nation? Stay at home parenting. Full contact stay at home parenting. I did. PJ, uh, the bishop, wrote a a very good uh, blog post. He's posting a lot on there, and he also has his own. Did you know, Cal? There's a spinoff page, by the way. Oh. The Pop Culture PJ blog, he has a spinoff page. I don't even think he knows that. I have but, no uh, idea. I don't know what you're talking about. Our brilliant web designer, uh, all of PJ's posts uh, singularly are being kept on another blog page. Uh, but, uh, PJ, I, I, I read that. <laughs> How I, do I get there? <laughs> you, you can't. I, I'm not allowed to see it? That's fine. You're not allowed to access that. That's all right. I... Uh, I I found it very amusing, and I'll tell you why. I've known you for a really long time. I've known Cal for a really long time. Cal has two children as well. I have just just the one for now. Of course, we're, we're all set, is what I keep telling everybody. Oh, when right. you have another one. You know, we're all set here. You know what the boy could use? A brother or a sister. We're all set in baby town, thanks. We're all we're all. We're all uh, we're all we're all stocked up for now, but um, I was just cracking up because you used you used the Mr. Mom picture, which when you when you first started doing this years ago, I mean you've been you've been the stay at home dad for a while, um, yeah, because you do work you know uh, your, your hours with uh, with the the freelance sound engineering and stuff are sporadic, so you've been the stay at home dad for a while. Nights and weekends, six months on, six months off. Yeah. Right, exactly. So you've been doing the where does mommy keep the extra diapers routine for a long time. Ten years. Yep, and I just just cracked up at the picture of the kid in the water with the, I know it's Photoshop, but the kid in the water with the shark behind him. And you're talking about how you took the children to the beach. Where are the children? Well, it was great because... As I said, you think when your kids achieve a milestone that it affords you some amount of relief, like, oh, thank God they're out of diapers. I can finally – no, you can't. You get – you gain no ground. 
because right. they, they're just right off to something else. And when they learned how to swim, we were like, well, thank God. Actually, when they're home, it's okay because they can swim and I don't have to stare at them. Right. You know, so I can go and uh, build my windmill or whatever I want to do. <laughs> now, a Don, now a Don Quixote reference. I mean, we right. are really... And uh, But, of course, once they learn how to swim, all they know how to say is, Look at me! Look at me! Watch me! Look at me! Look at this! Watch this! Uh, and then we took them to the beach, and it looked so... I mean, it was beautiful. I should have snapped a picture right when it happened. Because they ran into the water, and they started splashing each other, and it was just so darn cute. And four seconds later... One of them headed east, and one of them headed west directly into the surf, and a big wave came up and took them away. <laughs> right. Suddenly, went, uh, what do we do? <laughs> suddenly, one of, them, one of them was spacey and usual suspects. Right. <laughs> and like that, they're gone. gone. Right. Uh, by the way, uh, real quick, usual suspects, holds up, doesn't hold up. Rated, underrated, overrated. Rated. Guilty. Holds up. Uh, holds up very well. You think so? I yeah, think. I think. I think what it may suffer from is a little bit of the. Uh, oh, look how young they are in this picture. Oh, okay. Now, now everybody in the cast is very recognizable. Ah, uh, okay. Yeah, I got that. That's that's a good call. I didn't see that coming. Except Chaz Palminteri, I feel like, who hasn't looks exactly the same. What a great delivery that guy has. <laughs> you're gonna tell me what I want to know, and I'll tell you why. Because you're stupid. Because you're stupid. Because <laughs> these are my lines, and I'm saying them to you now. And when I'm done with these lines, I'm gonna back up away from the camera because that's the end of my part. And here I go. Handstand <laughs> and precious. That was more just me being angry than it is an impression. Right. It was good, I think though. That, guy gets, that gets was actually very much, solid. Too many kudos, that guy. Uh, I. <laughs> you really? Do you really? I think momentary? Yeah, overrated. I think he's, I think he, oh, overrated. Right. He's, got, he's, got, he's got one thing, and it's, it's that thing. Right. But he does it well. Mastered it, excellent. I, uh, <laughs> I I think he's rated. I think he's okay. Um, that precious immunity which you seem to hold so dear will vaporize. <laughs> very solid, <laughs> very very <laughs> solid. You've got the cadence down perfectly. Yeah, it's very solid. I'm surprised. The working man is a sucker. Sonny's right. Uh, Bronxdale, no, no good. Yeah, no, no, no Bronxdale, great, recognized, great. Great. Little Colangelo there. Terrific. You do now like you he, can't leave. Now you can't leave. You do have to like his balls though. When he wrote Bronx Tale and stuff, and they were like, you know, De Niro's like, oh, I want to play Sonny, and he's like, no, I wrote it. I'm playing Sonny. Uh, that was that was ballsy. Gotta admit, he pulled it off. That's well, he fine. pulled it off brilliantly. But he wrote it. I mean, yeah. I uh, I don't know how we we got into a retrospective on Chaz Palminteri. <laughs> uh. What happened to Joe Montaigne while we're at it? He was what doing some to him? sort of... doing Simpsons voiceovers every week. He doesn't need to make movies. Yeah. Isn't he on, like, Numbers or something like that? Or one of those CBS shows? Yeah, he is on one of the CBS dramas. 
Didn't he play some villain in a Disney movie? Oh boy. <laughs> <laughs> Never a good IMDb uh I, I, think, I think you're right. He, he's a I terrible, <laughs> he's a terrible, likable villain. <laughs> I'm trying to think like a bumbling crook or something with a, with the goons that reported to him. But bulls, <laughs> what do we do? If you ah, want you to do Joe up. Montana, by the way, you just do Chaz Palminteri and you just raise the uh, you raise it, your voice up a little bit. You right, the timbre's a little higher and it's a little more Chicago. Yeah, I don't get That's angry. Based- I get stabby. It's stabby. <laughs> it's basically the same thing. Fabulous. Criminal Minds, by the way, Steve. Criminal Minds. Excellent. There's got to be... I'm going to throw in over... What's Alfred Molina doing these days? <laughs> he had, I, he had a, a legal drama, and but I think it vaporized underneath him. Isn't the, uh, Did I just give us three actors that are entirely interchangeable? No, no, no. Molina's great. Molina's fantastic, don't get me wrong, but you couldn't see Molina planning a crime boss. Speaking of which, (laughs) sorry, good segue, Steve. Uh, Boogie Nights was was on the other night. There's another one I want to ask you. I I could not watch the end. Could not watch like the last 20 minutes of the movie. Way too uncomfortable. Couldn't do it. Couldn't do it. Too depressing, too uncomfortable. I couldn't do it. Everything from uh, you know Dirk in the parking lot in the pickup truck mm. to uh, Roller Girl in the limo with Burt Reynolds and doing the uh, you know the 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 on the street video with the guy she yep. went to high school with. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, to you know Don Cheadle's the only good part of that. <laughs> the the Don Cheadle story, Buck. He's great. But uh, I, 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 I flipped onto it during one of my favorite scenes where uh, <laughs> I'm ready to shoot the scene. <laughs> I'm not going to shoot you in the state. What do you mean the state? This is the state of California? I'm ready to shoot the scene. <laughs> um, but I couldn't – what do you think, Peach? Uh, utterly, That's the extent you, of Mark Wahlberg improv right there, by the way. <laughs> how's your mother? Say hi to your mother for me. <laughs> <laughs> I'm serious. I'm serious, chicken. This could be huge. We should do a movie together. Say hi to your mother for me. I wrote Entourage. I wrote Entourage. I'm serious, chicken. This could be huge. Uh, what do you think, PG? Rewatchable for you? You're a big totally. uh, uh, Paul Thomas Anderson guy, though, aren't I'm you? I'm a big Paul... Yes. I'm a big Paul Thomas Anderson guy, and I like that movie, and I've always liked that movie whenever it's on. There it is. How about you, Cal? I haven't does seen not it. withstand the edit for television, Ever? by the way. No, no. He, well, I didn't finish. I haven't seen it in a long time. <laughs> <laughs> let me let me finish. I haven't I haven't seen it ever. Wait, there's, there's more. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to incomplete sentences with Sam Pete. <laughs> <laughs> this goes back to the Michael Caine school of acting. Inappropriate interruptions by Sam P. The Michael <laughs> School of Acting. Why do I always speak in segments and phrases? <laughs> I haven't seen it. You have never seen that movie? Wait, I wasn't done. <laughs> <laughs> I, th- I, I always sort of speculated that's what I would be like acting in a scene with him. 
It's like it's just like if I was ever to see him with Michael Caine, I'd be like, "Let's go." You know, uh, I'm going to go down to the store. Right now, you're going to go to the store? I wasn't finished. <laughs> this was my line. And I'd be like, cut, I can't work like this. He's not finishing his sentences. I can't, I can't do this. <laughs> you haven't seen it in a long time. Do you think you could rewatch it? I could, I would, I would love to try. I'm a, I'm a big Mark Wahlberg fan, so. I'd give wow. it to the old college. That was not the comment I was expecting. He's a big fan of yours. I don't think he's ever heard of me. But I I um I would like to try to watch it. I think it would hold up. Hey Cal, you do that show on the internet. <laughs> hey, hide your mother for me. <laughs> we should I'm do serious. a podcast together. <laughs> we should do a podcast together. I'm serious. This could be huge, Cal. <laughs> say hi say hi to your mother for me. Uh, okay, we should wrap up the show. Yeah, promise we wrap up the show. And it's fine. Do you like his boxing I, I sw- movie, by the way? The the, uh, the fighter. The fighter was very good. I did not see the fighter. Very good. It was um, based on the life of Mickey Ward. Yes, Irish Mickey Ward. I haven't seen anything uh, really in the last year and a half. And the Oscars, the Oscars are coming up, boys. Ooh, next week. Is it next uh, Sunday? Next Sunday. Gosh, have you seen anything on the? I saw Ides of March. And you saw Moneyball. And I saw Moneyball, yes. Yes. I have not seen anything on that list. I saw... Is Ides of March up for uh, the best uh, picture there? I don't know. We'll there, have to take a look. There are nine films this year, I think, up for best picture. For yeah, they, they expanded it from five to nine or ten. To all of them. <laughs> To everything that came out last year. Uh, I do want to see The Descendants. I, I do want to see that. It's supposed to be very good. It's supposed to be very strong. That George Clooney. He's a tall drink of water. And he saw is, the course, Clooney, uh, the movie, was the it called The American? The American. I think it is where he's a spy in Italy. I didn't see that. Was that good? And he meets a lady. Uh, quite good and a very European ending. I love the way you just pitched that movie. That was that was excellent. All right, take George Clooney. We make him a spy. We put him in Europe. Then he meets a lady. Stay with me. <laughs> I want to be in the George Clooney business with you. Let's make we, this picture. We give it a European ending. <laughs> we give it a European ending. What? Is, don't worry. <laughs> what does that even mean? You'll know uh, when you see it. You'll know when you see it. It's obvious. You will see the movie and you'll think only in your eyes. You know where they they end a movie like that? Can you drive stick? (laughs) That is not my special skill, my friend. I know it is. (laughs) Mine, juggling, and I can drive stick. Um... That is all the time we have for Ready to Unload this week. Uh, thank you for joining us for episode 3.07, the podcast. Please go to iTunes and uh, check it out there. Search Ready to Unload, and you can subscribe to the podcast. We're in the iTunes store. It's free. Uh, PJ, final unload. Yes, happy 18th birthday to Dakota Fanning. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> you <laughs>
sitting on that final upload for like three years. Since before we had a show. <laughs> Cal, final upload. I want to thank the New York Knickerbockers and the Renaissance. They have finally suckered me in. Oh, God. Really, Brian? I loved it. <laughs> We're not doing that? We're not doing that anymore? <laughs> and uh, my final unload goes uh, out to my boys, the Wilpons. Hey, great move, guys. Next time, why don't you just go take a dump on somebody's season ticket or something? It really, great job, fellas. Good thinking. Cool. You know, next time, go to the heliport. Don't have the friggin' thing land at second base. Okay? Please. All right, join us next week. Uh, our guest will be uh, Tito Puente, Ben Vereen, and uh, Shirley Hemphill. And Lindsay Buckingham. And Lindsay Buckingham. Apologies. Uh, thanks, everybody. Have a great week. Okay. <laughs>